Yeah, welcome back, Denial Hurley. <sighs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for the delay in an episode. Had a few things we've had to had to go up against. COVID, we've had to go up against. Uh, just uh, uh, you actually had a big battle on Showdown night that stopped you from coming to the greatest showdown in history. I think I was the difference by not turning up. <laughs> Just to give a bit of context to everyone listening, um, I was actually got home, rushed home from work, put on my Sunday best, and thought, oh, this would be a lovely little night out with denial to go to the showdown and get a message. No, just, I'm not me. coming. Just go, can't come. Like he's, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> Friday night footy, can't come. I rang him. I said, "What do you mean you can't come? I believe you said I can't fucking come." <laughs> just yeah. explain what happened on that fateful night. Um. Well, after oh, seven or eight on my kitchen roster, been out all week with COVID and close contacts and Ooh. stuff. <laughs> so I had two blokes carry the kitchen all week and they did a sterling job. And uh, then on Friday between shifts, one of the two got knocked off his push bike by a truck. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit, that's handy. <laughs> so all of a sudden, there was the one chef we, the one chef we had left on the roster, who hadn't had a day off in sixteen days, and uh, myself and Jimmy. So you've had to step up and jump in, and surely you were cooking food, were you not? Uh, yeah, well, that's where I was. Had planned to be. What do you mean? Do what, what do you mean was? Do a bit of cooking, and then Jimmy, my venue manager, stepped in and went, "I'm ready for this," and sent me to the fucking sink. <laughs> Chief dish pig, <laughs> gone from director to so, dish pig. So while 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 I was throwing my beer in the air, screaming at uh, Jordan Dawson's horrific shot at goal, which <laughs> brought brought the state to an absolute standstill. You're telling me you were scrubbing pots. Scrubbing pots and pans. Oh, mate, there's, there's a reason why you're the publican. Because you just step in and step up and get it done. For your get organ. it done for the organisation. How many meals did you do that night? You would have done a fair few. Just oh, two of you. Thousands. Thousands? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds. It's <laughs> a bit of a people who know Ken the painter out there. They'd that, that know that little, uh, that little joke. But um, you did miss... The greatest finish in... Yeah, I still reckon I was the difference. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. must admit that uh, I've never been to a game, AFL game, where there's been your side winning after the siren. I was at the Collingwood Adelaide one when Chris Tarrant kicked that goal after the siren to, <sighs> beat, to beat Adelaide. And Tim Lane's amazing commentary. It is a Collingwood God. win. Oh. Yeah, not the best. But um, to see the crowd go absolutely... Spastic was incredible, and you see people didn't like that word. Sorry, um, bananas. Then is that better? Bananas is probably better. Um, you can see all the videos that people have put out. It was like it oh, was like was when Conor McGregor won his first fight in Dublin. There was beers everywhere, and no one gave a shit. Got covered head to toe in beer, and it was just screaming. People were throwing full beers in the air. It was, it was incredible. There was one video on. I don't know whether it was Insta or um, or Twitter or something. And it was obviously some sort of social club, like big open area with a projector screen. Oh, not at the game? Nah. Yeah. And so there was people at the back filming and there was these three or four, maybe five Port fans. As soon as it's come off the boot, they're just up <laughs> and rejoicing. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, sit down, <laughs> all of a sudden with uh, Dunstall's commentary, ah, it's coming back, it's coming back. Um, all the Crows fans at the at that joint just went absolutely bananas. And it's not that we're carrying, <laughs> it's not that we're holding on to this victory. It's because we haven't done an episode since, like I said, due to COVID. But fuck, we we, we could talk about that showdown all night because. Uh, Port really should have won that. You had Boak. Boak set shot. The guy doesn't miss a set shot normally either. And he's absolutely daft. Now, 
Now, you're aware of how I feel about Port players and the Port Adelaide Football Club in general, and particularly Port supporters. Oh, you're, you're pretty... Travis Boak is one bloke that I've never ever had an issue with. I love Bokey. Yeah. Just great to watch. Yeah. Uh, he's not a shit bloke. Well, he could be a shit bloke, but we don't know. <laughs> he seems to be a great stand up fella. Uh, more so. How old is he now? 30. <laughs> you got to talk into the mic, Dick Brain. Oh, is it Justin? <laughs> um, how old is Bokey? He's over 30. He'd be 30. Yeah, definitely over 30. He's 32. He's fucking near 40. And <laughs> <laughs> still their best player. All right, all right. So he's over, well, he's over 30 then, obviously. He's 33 and he'll turn 34 on August the 1st. Now, he's not only the best player at Port as of right now, I, I dare say he's their best ever player. Ooh. We had this discussion a few years ago about the best player. I'm saying Bokey's now their number one. Yeah, right. He's jumped above the, the the tread rate for me. Yeah. Wow. Well, what are we talking about then? <laughs> well, I do want to talk about them though. We will come back. But to maybe them. about at maybe, a different maybe, level. Maybe they're in the front bar five because we, we won't be giving them compliments when we talk about them later. Because the whole the whole reason for the front bar five is you talk about things that you hear in the front bar. And I can tell you, Port Adelaide is on the lips of a few people in the front bars across the and state. Bokey might be a good bloke, but I'm not sure too many think Ken's a good bloke at the moment. Ken's not a bad... Ken's a very good man from all sorts. And you know what? They can... They can fuck it, we'll jump into it. This is, we'll go, this is the front bar five. Port Adelaide's on the list. We'll just jump straight into it. So, first of all, we'll start off with... They haven't just, they're not, they're not a zip and four. We're going to say they're zip and five. So we'll include that prelim because that is dead set the start of the rot. And the rot has gone deep, deep inside them. And, and it is just. And the thing about the prelim, that was from the opening bounce. They were, I got flogged. I don't know what the psyche does to an AFL player or, or a team, but if you, if you get absolutely, sorry, that was my dollar coins are going to pump into the pokes later on. Um, what happens when you get belted like that? Do you realise that you're either not as good as you thought you were or you're, you're mentally and physically weaker, therefore it carries on? I don't know. Some AFL players would want to talk about that. But it's, <laughs> it's, there's a, it's not a coincidence that since that game, they, they look like a Div 3 side. At the Melbourne game last week, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I'll go to a poor game. Go to a poor game, make some new friends. <laughs> and as the game rolled on, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel sorry for these people. And that Melbourne were operating at 25%, I reckon. If that. They played their worst game in two years and they were still up by 50-odd points at halfway through the First third time quarter. in four years David King said something on the telly which was actually correct. Which was? When he said about... Melbourne, Melbourne are haven't even got a wriggle on yet. They're I mean, not out of neutral. Zip, yeah, but uh, back to to the to the Port Power side. Um, it's definitely not the side that we saw last year. Last year they had a lot of free flowing, running down the corridor. Um, Ollie Wines out wouldn't help. Would didn't help on the weekend. But is Dixon as important as they had now been banging on? He is because it, they've lost all structure. The thing completely. with Dixon. Automatically takes the best defender out of the equation for the opposition, which means the blokes, other key forwards in his side, are on a lesser defender. Mm. But but the, the the stat they put up last night in that game against Melbourne, Sam Mays was the, was uh, was Port's number yeah. one target that they were going to seven times. Had seven times and how many? Marshall, times Zero. a ducky. And he kicked five the week before, uh, so oh, it's got me. Something's wrong. There's, it, it's either if it's the coaching, well, then obviously it's 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 just not connecting. Well, your mate or Gary Lyon last night said about Tao, you know, it's all well and good to target the coach, mm. but someone needs to have a good hard look at the players and go, ah, you bloke. That's what I was about to say. That's but. Because the, the coaching was working last year. But uh, you can't but you, can you blame the players for Dan Houston not playing the same role as he did last year when when he was actually 
creating so much for Port Adelaide. Well, let's uh, talk about Dan Houston as well. Their first goal kicker came halfway through the third quarter and it was a rebounding defender, Dan Houston. Mm. That, that just shows how... And he was just... He had three or four goes at that of trying to hit one on yeah. the run from 50 and he finally got it. Carl Amon was really good for him last year. He's Seems to be playing a different role. Uh, no, I think he's about the same. He's probably just... Um, I think maybe Port's younger kids made their list look better. And that's that, that's a bit of a cop-out because they're kids. But if they're not playing... Um, well, maybe it's the fact that that uh, blokes like Connor Rosey who... He doesn't... Uh, uh, is he still injured? No, no, he's playing, mate. Yeah, I know. But is he playing injured like oh. he was last year? Because he, he doesn't look like the, the, the kid that dominated his first season. Spending too much time with Robbie Gray and learning how to be regular gainers. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Port Adelaide and their potential, I, I don't think Ken can hold his job any longer. And that's not trying to kick a coach out, but I think from what you're hearing around Port Adelaide and... Well, it's not passing the pub test. Yeah. Um, because the you only have to, you only have to tune don't. into AA or SEN after... But when you're zipping, after a loss, when you're zipping four after ten years, yeah, um, you're done. Like, like, when are they going to win? Or if they if they lose another three or four, um, maybe the message just isn't getting through after ten years now. Or the same message has gotten through, and they're just sick of it. Maybe it's got nothing to do with Ken at all. But unfortunately, the coach is the, always the first one on the chopping block. And or has it got to do with Ken? Yeah, but the fact that he's Senior assistants always had a reasonable amount of input. Look at this year's premiers. Carlton. Oh. Oh, they lost. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but Don't like to giggle, but the, the fucking hype on Carlton. Uh, we'll come back to that. But that's the, the hype on Carlton. There was people saying uh, they can win the flag this year. They've won three games. Right. Pump the brakes. Adam Cooney a week ago said they oh, can win the flag. I, that's what I was, that's who I was referring to. He's retracted. He retracted at a three-quarter time against the Gold Coast. Shock. <laughs> but, Port, if there is a exit of the coach, there is a few in waiting in the wings that Port would have very good ties to. One of them, of course, is... A bloke from Canova. ...is the king himself, Clarko. Another one that no one's really mentioning, which I think is actually a red-hot chance... Premiership coach. He's won three already. Choco? No. What? What are you talking about? Hardwick. Damien Hardwick. Oh. Former Port player. Maybe this year he's going, right, I think our run at Richmond's done. I'm not going to rebuild. The Richmond era is done. Yeah. So if the Richmond era is done, is he going to? Yeah, does he want to sit through a rebuild and do all that again, or does he want to go to a club that he's played at and think maybe I can make a change there? Does he want to um, coach under a new CEO next year? You know, they're all factors. We'll get to that one. I oh, come on, mate. No, we're, we're still on the the coaches. There is, um, so Hardwick or Clarkson. Both are okay. I think is Hardwick out of contract. Or is he, or doesn't really matter. Uh, Ross Lyon proved that. Yeah. Yeah. Contracts are irrelevant. All right. So let's just say Hardwick's on the table. Clarko's on the table. Um, who else do you think could be on the table? Um, Choco. I wouldn't have thought so. Okay. I wouldn't have thought that. Neither do I. But, 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 but I've heard it in the bar. Mm. No, me and my younger brother were joking that uh, if, if the Melbourne contract doesn't get signed anytime soon, could be a pull for Goody to come home. Oh, I thought you were talking about one of the assistant <laughs> assistants. And what are you talking about? I couldn't go for Port. It'd be done. It's a good little laugh, though, wouldn't it? I reckon if he got the poor job, I wouldn't talk to you again. <laughs> Frosty Christmases, that's for sure. <laughs> Happy birthday, mate. His a port membership. Fuck off. <laughs> Why'd you do that? 
But uh, if Port, I, I think Port, if they're going to act on a new coach, they have to do it now, this year, because if they go, I oh, will give Ken one more year, you got some candidates that are available that won't be available the following year. So, um, yeah, I, I don't believe Clarko's going to Gold Coast. Yeah, a bloke that right that's now. made his low pro, lower profile. He hasn't been the senior coach. Adam Kingsley's a former Port player. Mm. He's been in conversation with several jobs in the last uh, couple of years. Why does he keep getting overlooked? Um. I mean, Ken got overlooked a lot of the time for a lot of jobs before he went to Port. Yeah. Um, I don't think he got... Oh, it's, You don't know the actual truth, though, nah, because... Uh, we're because just, uh, like, we're just guesstimating. Like, remember when... Uh, oh, hang on, Ross the boss is still available? Who? Ross. Oh, no. Nah. I don't think he'll coach again. That'd be great if Port employed him. <laughs> Welcome to the seven goal games for the next ten years. I was actually disappointed when there was a little bit inside me that was disappointed when Port were defeated by Adelaide because I thought, ah, oh, there's a chance Ken's out the door quicker, um, and I think they deserve him. Who? Ken. Ken. So they should extend him. The supporters. I've never seen supporters. Um, Go after their coach as much as... Oh, they do eat their own, though. Oh. Down at the Alberton crowd. Hey, this guy's taking it to... Port Adelaide crowd. He's, he's taking it to the grand final. Um, he got belted in it, but... Um, like, seriously, I don't... I don't think that Ken gets anywhere near enough credit for what he's done to Port Adelaide. The supporters, every year, get rid of Ken. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, that's the, the Port situation we've... We've covered that off because that is a big talking point in front bars across not so much the the uh, western area, more so the uh, the port area, but done. Port Adelaide. Well, I'll tell you another front can, bar. Can that, just before we get off port, can they salvage something in this season? We're only four, no. week, we're only four weeks in. No, because they won't be Carlton this week. And then they've got West Coast in Perth, do they? No, it's West no, Coast it's here. here. If they lose that, maybe Ken doesn't coach again. Ooh. If they're zipping six, lose to West Coast at home, the the fans would be calling for blood because they are already. So anyway, done. Port, put a line through it. Front bar five, done. I'll tell you another thing that's been spooking in the front bar, which has been spooking everywhere between you and me, as well, the fucking bump is dead. Oh. Rest in peace. Let's have a funeral for it. Um, today we mourn the... How? Uh, sorry, have some respect, please. No. Today we mourn the passing and the untimely death of the bump in AFL footy. It's gone. Either right now, the AFL comes out and says, right, says, touch, says... Touch, touch. Right. You always say so. <laughs> We, we might we, we might have a little bit of tackling, or we'll just play touch footy. Either say, right, the bump is completely gone, you can't bump, you can only tackle. Because that's what the message is coming from, from the tribunal, from everyone. Because that bump by Paddy Ryder is nothing more than a collision in football. He stopped. He slowed down at point of impact. So he didn't charge into him. He ran up, and as he kicked it, stood his ground, bang. Did not make contact with the head, as we're told. Don't make contact with the head. He hit him front on. Oh yeah, it was a good. It was a bad hit. It it would have hurt. There's no way you can get fucking suspended for that. That is a fucking contact sport. Three sixty contact sport. If you don't want that, don't have the bump at all. Then you can't bump. Rule it out completely. Make it illegal to bump now, and we'll stop. We'll stop talking about this shit every week because we talk about this every fucking week now. The bump, just outlaw it. Gone. Gone! <clears throat> Your turn. Don't think I can argue with anything you said there. <sighs> yeah. Like you said, he was stationary. Will Day hit him. Yeah. Yes, he turned. Like, 
He didn't run up. He didn't leave the ground. He didn't lift his elbow. He did everything perfect he, that you he, told he to. He could have. He could have put Will Day into next. Now, is it unfortunate Will Day got knocked out? Absolutely. Or didn't even get no, didn't even get knocked what out. Make, but what makes but, this even? But more he's clearly got concussed. But what makes this even more fucked is Willie Rioli got off. Remember, not Willie Rioli, was Willie. Yep, he got off in round one. Yep, for leaving the ground, turning his body, annihilating Rao. But because Rao wasn't classed as mm-hmm. concussed or anything, he was overturned. Yet Paddy didn't Tim even English. make contact with the head. Tim English um, nailed Blakey. Last week. Or whenever Bulldogs played Sydney. Yeah. Well, and it was, he... Exactly he the same. He hit Blakey. Exactly the same. No, yeah. but it wasn't. Like, he... He like, ran at him and hit him. Yeah. Um, it's... it's, the, the, it's ben, the dis- ben Brown elbows a bloke in the head oh. uh, in the VFL and gets a week. Staggered by that. Paddy Ryder was standing still and gets two for a bloke running into him and getting concussed. Staggered. Cannot believe Ugh. it. Because the Ben Brown one was a guy running at full power and went, this guy's in my way. I'm going to spear his head with my elbow. I can't believe he got one. As they said, oh, Ben Brown won't be available this week as Melbourne's accepted his suspension. No shit. You think they were going to contest that and risk getting 12 when they look at the replay 10 times again? But, but I think they should have contested it. <laughs> like, if if the automatic is, is oh, yeah, that's two, but it's... Oh, actually, no, it was two, two down to one with play. the early plea. So, sorry. The yeah. BFL runs off a different... The old system yeah. of the AFL two years ago. I, loved, I, like, I love how we call it the VFL. It's clearly the AFL reserves, minus four teams. But anyway, that's another story. Oh, don't call it the reserves. We'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll speak about that. But Do you call today, the SNFL the, the Crows and Port Reserves? We call those teams the Crows Reserve and the Port Reserves? Yeah, I do. Well, it is. Apparently, SNFL clubs aren't happy with that. With what? With that language. Hey, it is the SNFL... You're happy when you get your bag of cash every year for having them in the comps, so. though. Uh, only one team pays for that. Yeah, I know. Port don't have to. Anyway, that's that's another discussion for another time. Now, but you asked about Hardwick before. Is he contracted for next year? Yes. He's contracted for another two years after this year. Well, maybe they'll go, look, mate, we've had a good run, but let's... let's and then Adam Kingsley can coach Richmond. Well, he's their assistant now. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for clarifying that, but... The bump's dead. Let's just uh, let's just move on. Uh, we had it had we had some good times. We had some uh, we had the worst times. We had the blurst of times. It, it's done. So uh, the bump's dead. Um, anyone that bumps anyone for the rest of the year, uh, just put yourself. Just if you want to have a couple of weeks off, just bump them because you're probably going to get done. So um, just isolate yourself for a number of weeks. So the next CEO or the next. The next head of the AFL that comes in will have to decide whether they're going to outlaw the bump because Gill is gone. End of the year. The greatest leader of the AFL ever, in my eyes, is gone. Oh, better than Ross Oakley? Yep. Oh. Do you even know who Ross Oakley is? Nah, bro. I don't know who he is. You are about three when he retired, so... I believe it was like 96 or 97 he finished up. Anyway, who cares? Long, okay. long forgotten. Gil McLaughlin. Big shoes to fill. Both figuratively and... Yeah, he's not a small man. Gil McLaughlin. Um, when COVID hit, you had sports all around Australia thinking they were going to... Australia? The world, mate. Well, I know the world, but let's talk about Australia first. Okay. The A-League thought they were going to just collapse. Other comps thought they were going to collapse. And the AFL went, nah, we'll, we'll do our hiatus. And he, they rode the bumps and they employed the greatest person in history to do the fixturing <laughs> over two years, Travis Old. Um, I don't know how he managed to figure it out every, every week. But Gill steered the ship and they're not only in a strong position, they're still making bulk coin. They lost money, but they're still making good money. And it's a strong competition now. Jared Waitley on 360 tonight said how if anyone else had been CEO at the time, 
the amount those seasons cost the AFL would have been ten times what they cost yeah, under yeah. Gill. Just his leadership through it when um, he never looked flustered, never looked stressed. More press conferences than Stephen Marshall or Dan Andrews put together. <laughs> exactly. But when he, uh, when he had to call the season, that uh, fateful Sunday Arvo, just before Melbourne played West Coast over in Perth. Oh, that's right. That interview when he, when he went and had the press conference and you could just see the look of... Just, just, just a shattered, shattered man. Shattered man. But he never looked like a... He never looked... He was shattered, but I must admit, you never thought he looked like, we're, we're done. Footy's finished. Oh, a couple of, to- couple of times. No, I, I, never, I never thought... Not with, not with Gloria's Gill at the helm. Our sport was safe and we lived to fight another day because of Gill and... <coughs> shit. Sorry, my microphone just fell off. Um, not just because of Gill, but the way he... Um, there we go. This is seamless. But the way... <laughs> but the way he, uh, he led everyone to what, uh, what they were to do, mm. all I can say is... Hail the great man. Good fellow. Hail. So over his time, he's overseen the build of AFLW. Um, he's also, I believe, was the brain's child of free agency? Maybe before, just before he stepped in as the as the almighty leader. Uh, so free agency. He, he was the, even if he wasn't the CEO, then he was the 2IC, so, he, so it would have been his baby. Yes, so Gillan McLaughlin, uh, eight years, they weren't happy today. The AFL even said it, oh, we're not happy he's going, but we totally respect it and understand. Mm. I watched his presser earlier, watching seeing how emotional he was. You could tell that it's not something he obviously, not that he doesn't want to do, but I believe he's, he's looked, he kept talking about his family. Yep. Now, being the head of the AFL, you wouldn't have much spare time to be hands-on dad, or an attentive husband, maybe, and he's probably gone... Oh, for two years, he's worked 20 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Yeah, exactly. So you can't blame a guy... So there wasn't a lot of time with the uh, wife and no, kids. You can't blame the guy for wanting to, hey, I'll go out on a high, game's in a good position, I'm out. So Gil's done, but there's a big, big hole to fill. And surely Brendan Gale is the number one target. It would be a dollar fifty favourite. His, oh, his I job would have if thought Benny Gale is. Did I say Brendan Gale? Yeah, well, that's his actual name. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you fucking <laughs> made me doubt myself there. Jeez. Uh, I would have thought he, if he wants the job, it's his. The Bulldogs' present is a uh, hot favourite. The former head of Marvel here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um. Katie, oh, got no name. You keep talking while I search for it. She's uh, Travis Old, who the fixture fixer. The, sorry, no, he needs a better name than that. Let's just call him the Messiah. For him to have done what he did with the fixture over the last two years. It was incredible when he had states that couldn't have people coming in, other people needed to quarantine. Somehow he on got all the games away every on time. On one of the shows tonight, must have been 360, yeah, Robbo said that Brendan Gale, there's some issue between the AFL Commission and Brendan Gale. Why? No one will say. Is it something to do with something that's happened at Richmond that they weren't happy I with? I assume so. Maybe the Gold Coast, what the when they won the flag up in Brisbane, all the bullshit that went on in the hub, or don't know. Maybe, but um, so allegedly the AFL Commission don't want Brendan Gale, but the clubs don't want Travis Old. Wee! What a predicament! <laughs> so, in other words, clubs don't get a fucking say. So if the league wants old, they get old. Yeah, but you need someone. You need someone that understands clubland, which he hasn't obviously been in. Uh, he was the CEO, CEO, uh, CEO, the Gold Coast CEO for five minutes. 
Where's the he, he employed Stuart Jew as coach? He he I know he was the general manager of finance um for the AFL and he was also involved with broadcasting and stuff like that. So yeah. whether he's been at Club Land. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was the Gold Coast CEO. Well, earlier, I think if my memory serves me correctly, he was at Essendon. He was the fin- he was head of the financial department there originally, so maybe that's where he started. But yeah, and Gold Coast in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Sorry, 2009, he was appointed Gold Coast Suns Chief Executive before joining the AFL in 2014. Oh, so he didn't employ Stuart Jew? Mm, what do you mean? I thought he employed Stuart Jew as uh, Gold Coast coach. Could have. The other one is uh, Andrew Dillon. Oh, yeah. Legal AFL counsel legal of the AFL. Counsel, so whether you want a lawyer in charge of running the AFL, who knows? What do you think? Generally, those roles are uh, made up by lawyers or accountants. Kylie Watson-Wheeler. That's what I was thinking of. She's the doggy CEO, is she? Yep. She uh, uh, Doggy CEO, doggy's president. president. Yep. Well, same thing, just different. Some of them are called well, presidents not, and some of them are called... It's not one's paid and one's a voluntary position. I know, dickhead. I'm saying... Certain clubs call them different things. One of them will call chair them president. Per, chairperson chairman. and president. That's one. Chairman. She's probably a chairperson rather than chairman. <sighs> I think they called her president at, um, at the Bulldogs. At but Doggy she Land. was the second one ever behind Peggy O'Neill, who I thought might be someone the AFL would go after. Oh, Peggy O'Neill. I'm here running the AFL. Who would have thought that a Yank would be doing the AFL? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> Not as funny as your horrific American accent. Yeah, well, Americans do a shitty Australian accent, but um, uh, <laughs> there's a big hole, a big gap to fill. The other one is Gil did what a lot of people. Gil used COVID to test out the waters for night grand final and then a twilight grand final, and I believe they've hit the mark with a twilight grand final. Don't know if it will be this year, but they haven't announced it, but. I think Twilight Footy at the MCG is perfect for the entire country because you can still have your Barbie beforehand. You can watch the footy. The kids won't be up too late. The only reason they're up late is because it was in Perth. So that's what all the people whinge you out. Oh, my kids were up real late. They couldn't see who won the bloody Norm Smith. Who gives a shit? Big deal. Let them fucking sleep in tomorrow. It's Sunday, for God's sake. Give them some raspberry cordial. That'll get them through to the end of the game. But anyway... I think a Twilight Grand Final at the MCG would be absolutely box office special, amazing ground, looks amazing, perfect for everyone around the country. But Gil McLaughlin had a punt on it. He used COVID as a reason to test it, and it, that could be his legacy in the end. The Brisbane one, that was night, wasn't that it? That was night. Yeah. Um, that was a Saturday night, and the numbers were huge and, on TV. And it was night. Twilight in Perth. Yeah, but it was night time. everywhere. Yeah, it, it was, was night everywhere. Yeah. But how good was it? Obviously, we were there. Start of it was day, eased into Thought night. Thought it was going to get burnt to a cinder. Thankfully, by quarter time, it was in the shade. So, Gil, there's a lot of candidates. A lot's going to play out. But thank you, Gil. If you're listening, Gil, I love you. <laughs> Probably never will ever hear of us. Uh, but, Gil, that's one of the front bar five we heard this morning. But uh, we've left it to the fourth one because it was clearly the number one front bar thing I've heard for the last five months. Taylor, the Texan walker. He's out. His career was apparently done, over. He'll never return. The Crows, there's no way he can come back in. Um, He did come back and played an, an extraordinary hand. Four goals, plenty of marks. Tempered. Tempered celebrations, as he was told to do, by the liaison officer from the AFL. And uh, is that true? Uh, not tempered. What's the word I'm looking for that she used? Humility. I think it was. Have some humility in your return. You're right. In other words, don't celebrate your goals. Just do what you got to do and shut up. I don't know. That's how I read it, but. I can tell you who copped more flack than anyone. The poor social media team at Adelaide Footy Club. 
firstly for having Tex on their new Hungry Jacks promo at the start of the year, which is now gone from their Facebook page. I didn't even realise they took it down. Um, well, that, yeah, and I'd say that's not even the social media mob. That's just that was part of the advertising. Yeah, it's yeah I, the social media team didn't yeah. select him to take photos for the Hungry Jacks stuff, yeah. so I don't know why they copper whack for that. But a little emoji was something that caused a lot of issues. Uh, a, a, I would have thought a social media on. team advertising to their fans. Got a player's back. Like, like if you're not, if you're not a Crows fan, why are you following them on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook? So the the, the, the issue I believe it was was the fact that the the sunny emoji with his sunny glasses on, it's like you're on a holiday, and he's back. He's back from his holiday. Apparently that was not received well by a lot of people because he was on a holiday. He was suspended for racial vilification. We don't need to go into it. We all know what happened. Uh, but at some apparently point, apparently there's a lot of people that don't know what happened. A lot of people asking on Twitter, "Oh, why? What's he back from? What? Are you serious? Yeah, morons." But um, we all knew when he was coming back. Everyone knew. Um, why? I didn't actually know because I couldn't remember whether he did two last year or three last year. But what my point is, we're still here talking about what 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 he did was so bad. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was shocking. It was stupid. It was out of character. He's done so much in the last six months. He's gone out to communities. He's done everything. He's mended bridges with the indigenous players of the club, other indigenous friends at other clubs. What more can he do apart from going back and playing footy? And now we're talking about him again like he's done something actually wrong when all he did was come back and play footy and play the... Kick a couple of snags. And got booed. booed by a mob that have got short memories. Oh, you can't boo Job. Job's a champion. Bloody West Coast supporters, you're a disgrace. But Tex Walker, we're going to boo you all day. He knew he was going to get booed. The whole world he knew he was going to get booed. And quite frankly, he thought mm. he's been getting booed his whole career anyway. And, from and the more boos he gets, means the more kicks he's getting. So, And uh, uh, look, when you come back like that, you don't have any practice matches. He hasn't played a game of footy since. I couldn't believe some people Western are going, oh, oh, will he come straight back in? Of course he was. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what planet? Do you think he was going to go back and play? Well, play against North Adelaide. Wouldn't have gone down well. Um, but no, he was. It's fair anyone to think he was going to play Sample. What What has bothered me a bit, um, Matty Nix. You're either you either you either have moved on. You want to get on with it. You 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 want text there, or you don't. The vibe I'm getting is Tex is there because they need him. Not necessarily because Nixie might want him there. So when he came out, he said, yeah, no, that social media was a miss, wasn't good, blah, blah, blah. It just put off a vibe to me that it's not his decision that Texas is playing this year. So... Well, if that's the case, why are you coaching the team? Yeah. Like, if, if, if that is the... That's that's not. I've been heard anything. That's just yeah. my my how view. You took, how you how took how I took him because when it originally happened, he was very very f- on the front foot about what Tex did was disgraceful, this and that, and he was quite emotional. And then he slowly started coming into the media, going, "Oh no, Tex is a wa- he is a wanted player. We do want him back. Uh, he needs to do a lot of work." He'd said that Tex did it, and then it really yeah. didn't seem like. Tex was there because of Nixie. I would love to know how his Indigenous teammates feel about him. Hmm. Because it's... Well, we, I it's know a, a couple and I'd be good asking, but I'm, is anyone really going to say it though? No one's going to say it publicly if they have angst towards him still. Yeah. They may still say it behind closed doors to him or... Like, I, I know Shane McCannum was, is very close to Tex, so... How that relationship is, I've got no idea. But I know he was very close with him. 
he did a lot of work with Tex in his first season. First season. Uh, when COVID hit, he was at Tex's house working out, keeping fit. Um, so I, I would say what happened would have obviously hurt someone like Shane and everyone at the club, but I don't think anyone will really know what those relationships are like apart from the Indigenous fellas because I don't think Tex probably will ever really know what it's like. He may feel it's all good or it might all seem good, but deep down it might never, ever be the same. So mm. um, I think it's now that I got to the point where the AFL world and the world needs to move on from it. Like, we can't keep going back in circles, otherwise it's never going to heal. That's and my it's two a problems. horrific blue. But all the professional pile-on... Oh, it doesn't stop. ...that well, get that offended on behalf of someone else. Hmm. That, that All these lucky people that have never, ever made a blue in their life. Because, fuck, I wish I had made a blue, because I make several. Oh, man, I've never, never made a mistake in my life, ever. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you who did make a mistake... And he should be fucking fessing up. The umpire that didn't call the push in the back on Harris Andrews, because if oh. that isn't the biggest front bar talking point on Saturday morning at the pub, when they they watched that on a Friday night, well, they didn't, I didn't know what was. <laughs> and Harris Andrews did the same thing five minutes later, and you can see the umpire goes, I can't pay that <laughs> because I didn't pay it before. And it was a blatant push as well. And he's done it. And then he's run back to take his kick and look straight at the umpire he going, what are, you, what are you going to do? He wasn't even looking at his options to give the footy. He was looking at the umpire going, don't you fucking <laughs> even think about putting that in the back, mate. His comment to the umpire, and I'm not 100% sure of the total wording, but I've seen it replayed and he's like, how is that not a push? <laughs> Well, it's, it, that's the, thing. the 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 push in the back. It, I remember when they brought in the, to, if you had your hands, hands resting the on them at all, it was pushing the back, and then they deleted that to the point where you could hold your ground and push off, which yeah. I believe is still fine. That's just good one on one work. But that was the most blatant push, and he was ejected out of the seat almost on a plane. That's went twenty far. rows back, and the umpire just looked at him and. And, let, and, and then proceeded to let uh, Hawkins just run around, kick the goal while everyone was arguing with the umpire. He should have gone, hold on, come back and kick over the mark. Everyone's having a shit fit here. We can't let you just run off and kick a goal like that while pandemonium has <laughs> just erupted here. Oh. But no, he, he couldn't even control that. The reason why this is such a big talking point is because it was one of the most decisive plays of the game because it put them up by nine points, I think it was at the time. And it, and it was a back and forth slog at that point. It's a good game. Now, if that was in the middle of the ground and it didn't result in a goal, no, when it wouldn't be anywhere near as big a talking point. Mm. But this is the second time in two years Brisbane have been fisted up at Kidinia Park. Last year, with and that not an easy place <laughs> to go and win. Last year with that uh, holding the ball decision that was. Oh! It could be the same umpire that had his whistle up his ass as he did on Friday night. But that's two that's years in a row. Right. Two years in a row, Brisbane has been absolutely fucked by, an, by howling decisions. They've got every right to say, we are not playing at Shell Stadium ever again. We'll play them at the G. We'll play them at Telstra Dome. Like how I've been calling all these names, not the real names. Yeah. But we will go up and play them at the Garba. I was going to say, Cadidney Park's had 17 different names since it was Shell. <laughs> I was trying to get all of them. <laughs> GMHBA. Uh, but no, nah, Brisbane's got every right to say get fucked. We're not going there. We're definitely not playing a fucking night game there, so you can get stuff. We're, we're, we're not playing there. You're going to have to get on, get on the bus back to Avalon. <laughs> but to say, what was the umpire's reasoning? What did he say to him again? Uh, no, you were both going forward and he just held his ground and momentum took you out of the contest. What caused the fucking momentum? Yeah. I believe it was two hands. It's, it's the two hands that, that nearly knocked the number off his Guernsey. I can't believe they didn't call that a free <laughs> against me. I'm going to kick a goal. <laughs> Hawkins. Mind you, the oh. guy's getting, he's like a good wine. He's just getting better and better. <sighs> his set shot's delicious to watch. Um, is, is Has the size of his ass and legs? 
Oh, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's huge. And that's why he's good with that body. He keeps yeah. his, his ass into their hip and or he's too fit. Or, or two he's big too mitts too big mitts. Back, but that's that's gotta be the howler of the round and oh. one of many howlers. So we'll put that up there with the tribunals howlers of the week. But actually but was that the howler like it was the umpiring howler of the round. But surely Collingwood's loss to West Coast is the howler of the oh, round. No, no, no. In- incorrect. Neither of those two come close to the howler of the round. Oh. That is Georgie Artist running, bouncing, oh. <laughs> dodging the entire Melbourne team only to forget to... You can't handle the goal. You can't get a try. You and need was, to kick it. And that was before... Was that before they'd kicked the goal? <laughs> or, or, in, just, or in Houston got his first one then? I just remember in that... Uh, in the chairman's box, which we were in. <laughs> the nice little chairman's dinner we had, didn't we? That was lovely. Thanks for the invite, by the way. People were erupting in there, just going, oh, no, get the ball. And then the laughter <laughs> just erupted. What just happened? And then, then Did the I actually see that? So that's the howl of the round. That's, that's oh. the, that, that could be the old, did you fucking see that? Because it got played at nauseam. One thing we did see on the weekend, and I... Forgot to show you, but uh, I was watching, um, what's the show after the last game on Fox, Fox Footy, is it The Bounce? On Sunday? Yeah. Yes. They uh, they were playing... Or just Bounce, I think. Bounce. They were playing like, almost like a dickhead of the week, or flog of the week clip, and on, on Thursday night there was a gentleman that we know quite closely, um, that was captured on TV... Jumping out of his seat and running to the boundary line to tell um, Harms or James Jordan that he had hurt his middle finger and was just showing him that and proceeded to say... Two pies, one with sauce. Two pies, one with sauce. Fafangur. And I shared it. Everyone had a good laugh. It was a good mate of ours, Mick Mick Kanotka. I know he listens a bit. So, Mick, you made our day. But then to see it again on Sunday on the bounce when they called you a flog... (laughs) Dunstall said, that bloke is a flog. I had the biggest belly laugh in history <laughs> watching that. So, well done, Mick. Keep it up. It's not the first time you've been caught on TV. I reckon Mick might have been so. on camera at the prelim final prelim against the doggies. Too. He was down there. Jesus, a passionate port man. Running down to the fence, fingers raised. <laughs> Absolutely. He's in retired life, so he doesn't answer to nobody now. He can do what he wants. and <gasps> showing, the, showing the middle finger <laughs> to the players. Jeez, it was funny. I said, that looks like Mick. It fucking is Mick. So Mick Kanopka, well done on entertaining the masses on Friday night because yeah. I had a good laugh. And well, make, making making Dunstall's Flog of the Week. No, I'll, I'll show you later. But that's our front bar five. So that's the, the five talking points. Well, that wasn't actually a front bar five. That was... That was a front bar five we just did. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, it's my front bar five anyway. You yeah, but that in. part wasn't the five. No, that was just a bit of a gig at the end. Oh, okay. There's a lot to look forward to with footy at the moment. There's a lot that's going on. You've got uh, AFLW. That's all over. Which is what about the howler? The oh. howler after the game. Oh yeah, Sam Lane. Sam Lane interviewing the best footballer in the history, short history of AFLW, and. Like, the first question? Like two, minute, two minutes after the siren's gone, Erin Phillips hasn't been presented with her third premiership medal as yet and Sam Lane is asking if she's going to be at Port next year. Um, Sorry, Sam, time and a fucking place. Yeah, like not congratulations, you win, how do you feel, nothing like that. She's gone off and said... Uh, I'm like... How... Uh, how how are you going with the prospect of you going to Port Adelaide next year? Uh, sorry, I'm still wearing a Crow's Guernsey and haven't even got my medal, love. Like, uh, chill out. And, not, not and Sam Lane should be better than that. I was just about to say, not her best. She's she's a, a quality reporter, um, an analyst for the uh, for the football world. Has been for a long time. Daughter of the great Tim, my favourite. But uh, she had a howler there. Um, but there's some sides that. Are, that just like this week, with I'll tell you what, I was spewing. There was what? walking in. I thought I have to get on Anna Hatchard for the uh, for the medal. Apparently, she's going to port with uh, Phillips. According, oh to yeah, I like your source. According to uh, your your mate, Sam. your mate Caro. No, your mate Manua. Um, no, it was Caro. Was it? Yeah. 
But uh, so walking into the ground, I, I went to the AFLW grand final. Did you? Yeah. Wow. I thought you were a D supporter. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Someone else might have mentioned that in me. Uh, I saw it. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Um, no, I took uh, me niece over along to the AFLW grand final. Now, Ava would hope isn't listening to this podcast, otherwise she um, might have some choice words to say at school, so continue. It's nothing that she hasn't already heard me say, so. But, um, and walking in after Ann Hatchard uh, missed out on the league medal by a vote, I thought, oh, do I need to have a dip at her for the best on here? And... Got pipped again. No, didn't she win it? I thought Phillips did, didn't she? Nah. Oh, Phillips hardly, Phillips hardly had a kick. She is banged up. She had 17 possessions and a goal. First goal of the game. Yeah, right. She didn't do much after that. <laughs> did enough. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so how was your first ever AFLW game? Uh, not my first ever AFLW game. Oh, actually maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Was no, it? I went to Nord one day, I reckon. I have been meaning to take the girls out, but it just happened to be that they were playing away every time I had my girls. So mm. I said to them... And it clashed with netball on Saturday. <laughs> Do you know what I said to them? I said that you were going to the girls' grand final. I said to them, would you like to have gone? And they said, not if it's as loud as the Melbourne and Adelaide game that we went to. So they've only ever gone to one game. That was when Crows won by two points and the when the roar at that final siren went... I've never seen three girls almost with their fingers deep into their ears trying to stop the sound. They said, we never want to go to the footy again. It was way too loud. We're done. But they said, if the women's footy's not as loud, we'll go. So Definitely wasn't as loud. Definitely probably something I should take them to soon. Mm. So, um, Yeah. But uh, you enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. Tick the box. Tick the box. Yeah, it means I, means, <laughs> means I don't have to go to... Victor Harbour for Easter this weekend. So. <laughs> well, there's a few people, uh, there's a few teams on the weekend that uh, had some surprise wins and losses. A West Coast win over Collingwood. Stellar. It's a big win. Huge. Especially when Collingwood apparently are up and about. I couldn't see how they were. They haven't really beaten anyone. They've had a couple of good wins. Come on, they belted the Adelaide Football Club. I didn't say belted. When Adelaide were starting to get a run on, they came up with this stupid bullshit about there's some sort of evacuation. <laughs> Cheating pricks. Um, but West Coast have... Uh, have what the commentators say? Um, what, fly on the flag for the season or something? I said, fly on the flag, like, clutching to the season. Like, it's round four. <laughs> the season wasn't done. They've had half their side out as a close contact, so it's not that they're... Well, hang on, you reckon Port Adelaide season's done? It's done. It's <laughs> done. It's, and now you're hanging shit on some oh. commentator saying West Coast season's done. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, like I said, if you fucking let me finish, it wasn't exactly like they were playing shit footy. They had blokes who were just just warming up for waffle games that were said, hey, get on the plane and come to Melbourne. You're playing AFL today. Sorry, oh. mate, I, I, I had 17 rums last night and a pack of Winnie Blues. Do you want me to play AFL? Oh. Yep, over you go. Well, three blokes that played <laughs> played in that game when all the top-ups played. When they walked into the change rooms to get dressed for the game, they met Adam Simpson, the head coach, for the first time. Can you imagine Adam Simpson, that game, with the with the whiteboard? All right, guys, got a few boys in here. Um, uh, John, John Stephen, okay. Can you stand up, mate? Yeah. <laughs> You're on the wing today. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, what number are you, mate? Aaron Black. I've heard a lot about you, but what the fuck do you look like? Oh, I thought you were the water boy today. You get up, mate. Here's a Guernsey for you. Crikey. But in saying that, two weeks later, they've, gone, w- they've gone to Melbourne and touched up. He Tom. would have known Aaron Black, wouldn't he? Weren't they teammate to North Melbourne? Not that Aaron Black, you pelican. <laughs> You're a dickhead. You're better than that. <laughs> Apparently a waffle star. He's a bit of a cult hero over in WA. Yeah, right. But uh, he hasn't played since. So he's actually a different bloke. 100% a different bloke. Yeah, right. Um, so he, uh, West Coast has come over here, come over to Melbourne and said, oh, Collingwood, we'll have you. There's got to be a bogey side. Surely Collingwood's their bogey side. 
Oh, if they weren't before, they are they now. They are now. Like, you've gone over there with half your side out injured or COVID or they've just come back from COVID or whatever. Particularly when everyone's going, where is their win going to come? Like, where is it? Yeah. And all of a sudden they've nailed it in round four. And the other big one was the, the reigning, the future premiers went up to the Gold Coast and thought they were going to have a little easy runabout and Gold Coast said, thank you very much. We'll have, an e- we'll have a good 50-point win here. Was it that big? And, and Patrick's hamstring. Old Paddy Hamstring Crips. Well, there's no tear or strain. Yeah. But well, he's not playing this week. <laughs> well, well, why did you ruin my captain's score in AFL Fantasy by going off the ground then? Yeah, I was happy I didn't go on his captain in the end. So. Well, I, I bought him, I put the captaincy on him. Yeah, and yeah. And uh, thankfully, the person I played in our pub league here... Is a squid? Uh, no, also had Patrick Cripps as captain. Oh, lucky. So it didn't, uh, didn't really... There's a couple more teams this week that have just surprised everyone again. Gold Coast being one of them. But they, they do this every Good starters. Year. Always start well and just have a shocking 10-week window. But if it doesn't happen this year, Stewie Jew, whatever he's put in place the last three or four years, he's come to fruition and they're playing good footy. And I'm telling you now, Stuart Jew will be coach of Gold Coast next year. Alistair Clarkson will not be the coach of them. Yeah. Every time no I hear someone... chance t- in my mind will Clarko be there. Every time I hear someone talk about, oh, Clarkson, he'll coach them. I'm like, but... Isn't Stewie Joy one of his boys? Yeah, 100%. Like, like he's going to knife a bloke. You've got, Caro, you got Caro going, oh, the deal's done. You think, you this think is, this is the same woman that, that when Ross Lyon got the job at Frio, announced on 5AA, I can announce uh, that Rodney Ede will be the next coach of the Fremantle Football Club. Caro, you don't even wear purple. Rodney Ede? She announced on 5AA, the day that Ross Lyon got announced, she said, I can announce that Rodney Ede will be the next coach of Fremantle. Yeah, good scoop. Freo's gone, Rodney Ede? We didn't know he was still coaching any footy at any level. (laughs) And then Gold Coast took him. (sighs) But I'm saving the best for last because we'll talk quickly about Melbourne. They have not even jumped out of second gear. They're 4-0. Second? Yeah. you're overstating it a second. <laughs> they were in neutral on Thursday night. They had, do you know, I look look back at it. It was just their second quarter where they kicked like seven, five goals to zip and they didn't do anything the rest and still won by 40-odd points. So Melbourne, once they click into gear, it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be another good year. So hopefully that keeps rolling along. But I'm saving my best for last because I called it at the start of the year. I had a couple of people message me. I actually had two people message me telling me that I'm... One of them said, cooked. The other one said, you've got something wrong. You've got purple uh, purple glasses on or something. I must admit I, I might have laughed at you. Let's go on the early crow. But Frio, I believe, is sitting fourth at the moment. Third. Three and one. They shouldn't have beaten Adelaide. Good. They shouldn't have. They are playing good footy. And uh, they've taken a few scalps, GWS probably being one of them, who should be better than they are at the moment. Fuck, they're in trouble. One and three, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Neon Leon might be in a bit of trouble. Maybe Clarko goes there. Fuck, he's got options, doesn't he? <laughs> he's going to have the thing so is, many options. The thing is, if, if Clarko goes to a footy club and goes, oh, by the way, I wouldn't mind coaching your side. Tell you what, if you were if you were the coach of that team, you'd be going, oh, oh yeah, now nah, fair enough. I'm, I'll, I'll just go. Got a good list here. <laughs> so, Frio is my little pedal year. I reckon they'll make the eight. They're on, on the fast track. But yeah, uh, I'm starting to starting to think you might be right. Hey, before we go, yeah, yeah. What do you think of the uh, rising star nom this week? Ratatouille. Rigatoni, I will happily go to any bar in town that he wants to order a beer at, get on my hands and knees and be his little step up there so he stands tall and mighty at the bar when ordering his beer. Well, there you I go, re- Reedy. I retract my statement, Reedy. 
not that I retracted. I, I said to Reid, he went, yeah. So Justin Reid had a bit of a bit of a dip at me when we were at uh, the test match. So I've seen your Facebook status and it's giving me shits and all the people we drafted are midgets. I said, well, but you're allowed to draft one midget, just not four of them. But I can tell you right now, when yeah, they he's got this midget right. Well, I, I was very happy they took him. Let's just not, not uh, retract from my actual thoughts of brilliant. I love this kid. Fuck, I'd get him up here. I want to boof him. In the words of Bill Laurie, he's a superstar. He's going oh. to be. He could go down as the next, the next Modra. Not well, because of his flying, but just because of his star status. I can tell you, he's a good-looking kid. If he like is, if in, he's in, in that third if game, he isn't peeling off four birds a week at the moment. I'll go heave. You go heave. I'd go heave. You go he? Yeah, I'd go him. <laughs> no, no, no. You'll go he. You won't go heave. If you're correcting me on the podcast, I'm gonna fuck you up when we press that record button off. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yes. That's it. I reckon, I reckon I've got you covered tonight. I'll turn it off. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> fucking disgrace. <laughs> oh, what a sook. What a sook. Anyway, thanks, folks. I'm out. Hooroo.